All right, everybody. We have uh, Destin Demarion here from uh, the Great Northeast. He's a phenomenal smallmouth fisherman. Um, but his favorite technique, I, I realize, is a frog fishing. Which yeah. I guess, if, yeah, I guess I guess if you're from up here and you don't get to do it eight months out of the year, that's probably one of the things you enjoy. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a lot of top water, but yeah. Destin, this is my wife, Constance. She might have a question, question or two to talk, to ask you or anything not related to fishing or related to fishing, but who knows? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. So, uh, for those who don't know, Destin fishes the um, Bassmaster Elite Series as well as the uh, Bassmaster Northern Opens. I'm not sure if you fish any other division of the Opens this year or not. This year, I haven't I've fished. Um, I've fished the Southerns in the past, and I when I qualified, I was, it was through the Easterns, which was a mix of the two. Yes, yeah, I, I remember back when I started um, the Opens as well. It, you know, we were all over. You went, you went down. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't stay in the Northeast. It was East. Yes. So you, it you was. Know. It was mostly Southern fishing. Correct. East, we had one New York tournament, and all the rest were down south. Yeah, but um, you're you're uh, pretty good with smallmouth being a guide on Lake Erie um, in your off season. <laughs> yeah. So, would you like to um, go ahead and talk about tell us a little bit about yourself, your uh, your fishing experiences, and then we'll get into talking about smallmouth. Yeah, sure. Um, so, obviously, my name is Destin Devarian. Uh, this is this finished my second season on the Elite Series. Um, Got a uh, wonderful family. We got my wife Megan, my little girl Eva, who's uh, a little over a year and a half. Um, that's really my what I enjoy coming home to the most. And that's what I, you know, fly fish. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for them. So, um, otherwise, you know, I played college football. I went to Gang University. It's a D2 school in Erie, PA, which is now where we live again uh, just bought a home in erie so lake erie a lot yes thank you very much we've got a lot of work to do as john was just asking about the house yeah we still have a lot of work to do the house but we're, yeah. we're excited to, to be two miles from the boat ramp yeah absolutely yeah there's that's... always work to be done on a house though <laughs> that's what everybody yeah that's what everybody says too yeah <laughs> yeah they're not lying. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not like going through an Airbnb type of thing, you know. But I, that's how I travel all season, so I just figured yeah. that's how it works in normal life, right? <laughs> it is. It, 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 uh, well, it depends on the wife situation, you know. <laughs> yes. And uh, and ha having a little one around, I don't I don't know if there's going to be that much uh, time for her to just. Uh, let's let's throw a paint of coat on the house, you know. I don't yeah. know. That's, you know. That, that's the process we're in right now. Mostly is, is painting a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, right. Just getting it ready to, to actually like move in. Hopefully soon. Okay. Because we're just back <laughs> and forth. I'll stay there for a little bit, help work yeah, on the projects. And call to the other side. Yeah. And work um, back and forth. I wanna, yeah, I want to apologize. Uh, I would say in advance what's happening right now. We have a four-year-old. And, um, you don't need to apologize to me. I can promise you. <laughs> so my wife gets up uh, at pretty much a beck and call this time of night because it's snack time and bedtime. And oh, yes, I know how that works. Yes. So, yes. all right. I'll, and, I'll uh, probably hear my little one at some point. 
She's just that's all right. That's all right. We are. Yeah, we try to keep it a family show because you know, once in a while, my daughter will come in and she'll sit on her lap or whatever, and she'll say she'll just wave or say hi or she'll say I'm too shy. So, <laughs> all right, but you might know this guy. It sounds like you might, Scott Shea. I do. Yeah. Yeah, he says don't keep him on long. He's got a lot of ways <laughs> to cut down. <laughs> yes, I, I was actually in the process of cutting more down yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, I saw a couple of your pictures, so I just want to say hi to everybody out there. Um, once again, we have Destin Demarion on, and uh, yes. he's going he's gonna to be talking to us tonight about um, fishing for uh, smallmouth in the fall. So uh, I'm not going to uh, do many, much interrupting with you. I'll let you sure. do whatever you want to do and go from there and talk about some of the baits maybe. Sure, yeah. So we're heading into the fall, honestly, it is my – absolute favorite time of the year to fish there's a few uh perks to fall smallmouth fishing one is way less pressure on the water most of the time um you know when deer season starts bow season just starting uh just started in pennsylvania actually southwest bit but new york i think it starts what this weekend maybe next, next weekend but bow yeah i think it's starting next. rifle season deer hunting most people are putting their boats away this is the time of year where you're not contending with a lot of boats. Uh, when that bra or when that temperature starts dropping, those smallmouth just start going crazy. It's like the reverse of the spring, basically, where you know the spring they're they're getting fired up and they're feeding up, feeding up until the spawn. Where here, they're feeding up, feeding up to do nothing. <laughs> pretty much the winter, so right. they really need to stock up on, you know, build the mass, build the weight in this time of year to get ready for that really lethargic period where they're really not doing anything, uh, you know, under the ice or in those 30 degree temperature, 32 degree temperature water. So, I mean, it can be one of the most fun times absolutely to fish. Uh, if you, if you don't fish in the fall for small amount, I would totally, totally recommend trying it this year. And, you know, it's, I, this is honestly what I look forward to the most when the season ends, it's a little bit more relaxed you know sponsor stuff and, and all that's happening but i'm out fishing i'm out smallmouth fishing all through like a lot of people go hunting to like decompress from fishing i go fishing to decompress from fishing <laughs> no. yeah yeah so, it's it's i'm sorry it's completely different um term of fishing than just going out and right uh, we'll call it fun fishing but yeah that's exactly what i said yeah fun fishing too so you yeah. call it the same thing Fun fishing, totally different vibe than tournament fishing, which is much more intense, you know, a lot of preparation. Where fun fishing is you just show up and fish, go have fun, you know, no mm -hmm. matter what happens, you're just no out pressure. there having fun. Yeah, if you want to come on in at noon and grab a bite to eat, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go get some hot chocolate when it's 35 degrees out there, go back out, warm up, go in the car, sit for a little bit, warm back up, go back out. Yeah, yeah. You, that's what you want to do. That's that's yeah. You can do that this time of year when exactly. There's really not many tournaments. I mean, in the south, I know they're still running a lot of tournaments, but up north here, as you know, most of the tournaments are kind of winding down. This is right. usually when our championships are for you know buddy circuits and federations and all that stuff. So really, for the next few months till the snow flies and you know starts freezing up there's not really much going on. So it's a great time to get out there, 
get after some, some big smallmouths, and, and they definitely are chewing this time of year as it starts cooling down. And right now, it still really hasn't happened, per se. At least down this way, the water's still in that 72, 73-degree range. You know, it's been in the 80s here where I live still, which is unseasonably warm. I don't know, like you guys are a little bit more north than me. Right. It's probably a little bit cooler, but it's, I know it's been warm up there too. Right. Yeah. Um, so do you fish year-round up here? Um, I know some, because like over by me, the lakes, there's a couple lakes around me that don't freeze. That's pretty cool, like some of the deep ones. Yeah, Seneca, Cuga. Cuga will freeze halfway, you know, about halfway mm -hmm. down the lake, and that's about it. But Seneca Lake, I mean, I, mean, I fished even Cuca, which is a little closer to you now. Um, that, I fished tournaments there up until like the week before Christmas, and uh, it was crazy. I mean, you know, cold year and your winter gear and everything <laughs> like that. That's an I'm sure. Oh, yeah. We had, me and my buddy had 19 pounds, and we're like, all right. Yeah, dead last. Oh, was it, was it <laughs> tournament in December? Yeah, out of thirty, wow. out of thirty-four, thirty-five people, dead last. I think the women weight was like thirty-two pounds for oh, five. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah, and that's, and that's what you can have this time. I mean, this time of year, until you can't fish anymore, or even those places where they don't freeze and you can keep fishing. Yeah, the fishing is incredible. I mean, yeah, it is. The latest I've ever fished. On Erie was probably right around Christmas time, but it's got to you've got to have one of those, you know, weeks where it just kind of has like like warm bounce back for a little bit before it just gets ridiculously cold, and that's what happened. That was it wasn't great, but I mean, not great it was still like you went out and caught some four and five pounders, you know. <laughs> right, they were, just, they were just much more lethargic than they were, you know, in November per se. Because the water, once that water temperature starts dropping, I like the water temp to be that 45 to 50 range is really like key to me. That's when they're okay. most aggressive. They can be kind of hard to find, but when you do find them, they're so heavily grouped up that, you know, you can catch 50, 100 fish, you know, out of a, an area when it's like yeah. that. And they're usually not shy about biting. And I'm speaking mostly from my experience on Erie because that's I either fish Erie or I fish, um, you know, the Allegheny River some in the fall. I've spent a lot of time there, too. Those are two of the places I spend probably the most time. I'd like to go fish Aqua Lake some more because I'm going to be closer there. I haven't really fished that much. Right. Um, so that's kind of up, up in New York there a little ways, but not too far from PA. No, it's only, what, hour and a half from you? What's that? That's only going to be like an hour and a half from you, Chautauqua, if uh, that? Uh, no, probably, I'd say 45 minutes. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, All right. bad. I'm not far from the New York line now. Okay. All right, cool. Um, yeah, Jeremy Mays from Virginia, and he says that they, they fish tournaments throughout the winter down there. Yeah, Virginia is a little bit different situation. Yeah. I mean, Erie almost never freezes completely because there's so much wind. But, um, you know, it, <laughs> you know, you're not going to go out there when it's half frozen and there's 10 foot waves, you know. Right. There's a point where you can't because all the harbors and the, you know, the boat docks and all that where you can launch are frozen. So you can't really 
go out, which I'm surprised Kyuka and that like it doesn't uh, ice up on the the boat ramps. Yeah. yeah, well, sometimes they do, but you know, if you're a diehard, you'll find ways to get out. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, I'm hearing so I'm I'm a little I'm bit of I'm hearing a little bit of feedback from the the sound on on your end. I don't know. Are you hearing oh. it on mine? No, I'm not hearing it. There's a Are little you? echo here. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, on his. Okay. How you, how you doing now? How is it now? I'm not okay, I'm sorry. It's all right. <laughs> kind of like a... Let's see. Let's see. But, um... Hmm. Jeremy did have a question for you. Sure. I don't know. He wants to know about the jerk bait. Yeah. A jerk bait. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, how's your jerk bait skills? How's your jerk bait skills? I would say <laughs> decent. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that one. Yeah. I, I enjoy fishing a jerk bait. I mean, yeah. I'm not Hank Cherry, but I enjoy fishing a jerk bait. I've, okay. I've done a lot of jerk bait fishing for smallmouth, for sure. Yeah. Uh, jerk bait definitely gets good, you know, as the the temperatures start dropping too. Um, it's not something I throw a ton on Erie, although you can catch them on it this time, you know, in the fall. Most time I'm throwing a, it's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was, I was kind of noticing that. But most <laughs> time, you know, on Erie, uh, I'm not throwing it much in the fall. I'm more throwing crankbait, spinnerbait, if I'm shallow. Um you know, spy bait, a rig, but I'm not a really big a rig guy. I don't know how you feel about it, John. Um, well, mixed feelings. Um, I use it once when it first came out um, to wrap up the Co Angle of the Year award with my buddy's rod and left handed reel, which I'm right handed. So I, I <laughs> um, that's about the only time. That's about the only time I use it. What's that? I said you should be really with your left if you're right-handed. That's what I do. I'm right-handed. <laughs> yeah, no, not this kid. <laughs> I'm 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 left-handed, but I rule with my right hand. You're um, left-handed, but you rule with your right hand. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Yes. Gotcha. I'm right-handed, and I rule with my left hand. Okay, so you're backwards too. All right. <laughs> so, but no, he uh, he's like, dude, you need to throw this, and it was on Oneida, and I'm like, all right, and and so I look, I'm like, oh crud. <laughs> So I took it and I'm, I, I don't know, it was, it was not a pretty sight to see. He was laughing at me the whole time, but I ended up catching five fish in like eight minutes or something like that. And, but that's about it. I just, I don't know, it's too big. I mean, I, I don't mind throwing a one ounce jig, ounce and a quarter, two ounce jig or whatever, but mm -hmm. that's something I have to reel in all the time. Yeah. When it first came out, I threw it a lot and yeah. made some, some money with it and did good with it, but. Man, your shoulder will kill you by the end of the day throwing that area. You you earn it when you're throwing that thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I talked to some local guys around here, uh, Casey Smith, and they they throw it all the time. Oh, yeah. There, there's quite a few guys up in New York that are very successful, and they're just almost straight-up A-riggers. I mean, that's what they yeah. do. And yeah. it's very successful. You know, a lot of the lakes up there, it works. And I mean, it works – you know where I'm from. It works in Erie for sure. 
I just I hardly ever throw it anymore. Did someone say something about an A rig? I just saw a comment. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say there was one. So so ask Dustin how he liked Chickamauga. Oh no. I love Chickamauga. My last experience at Chickamauga, I did not love. <laughs> the, fall, the fall at Chickamauga was not nearly as fun as when I've been there in the spring. I, I don't know what's why it's so different there, but yeah, it's it's not as fun. I enjoyed staying at Ron's cabin, <laughs> but uh, the the fishing was not per, not fun per se. <laughs> oh yeah. Fishing in the south a lot of times in the fall is just really tough. Up north, I mean, the fishing is insane, like in the fall. It's yeah. so, so good. Yeah. I was, you know, I was actually shocked that we didn't have more 20-pound bags in the open. Yeah. More? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I thought, I thought we'd have more. There was. There was. I mean, what was it, 39 pounds to cash a check for two days? Something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was yeah, thirty-eight or thirty-nine. Yeah. Uh, um. So okay, go ahead. There's a lot of questions for you. You're quite popular. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> Tom says, when you say shallow, what is shallow in your mind on fall smallmouth? To me, really, less well. So <laughs> my my exam or my uh, thought process on shallow is different based on like. Great Lakes, like Erie, and like Inland Lakes, like a, a Oneida, okay? So like shallow on Erie, less than 20 feet to me. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times you can see down almost 20 feet. So basically you're fishing shallow at that point where you can see the fish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Oneida, I'd say shallow is 10 feet or less there. Yeah, that's right. that's what I say. Fishery. Yeah. Okay, so Jeremy May has another question. This one isn't loaded though. So serious <laughs> question. When you're fishing those northern lakes, do you drift with the the bow in the wind or stern? Asking for a friend. <laughs> I usually point right into the wind. I want the nose pointing into the wind because I want more control of my trolling motor. Uh, for that, or I kind of do it to the side. I just kind of have it, you know, perpendicular to which way the wind's coming at me. So yeah. if, you, if your boat's completely perpendicular to where the wind's hitting it, it's going to slow the drift down too. But a lot of times I want it pointed straight into the wind because I'm usually casting at a target, or I just want more control of my bait by being right in line with it and being able to control the trolling motor. Okay. Um, some people so use drift sock too. Drift sock. Sorry? Some people use a drift sock too. So that's the perpendicular thing. So it's going to go right in the middle and slow your drift down. I don't use it. I like to use a trolling motor, but I mean, there might be a situation or two when I would when I would do a, the drift sock. But it's kind of getting old school now. Most people are yeah. considering it old school. You know, drift. You know, drift. Uh, drift sock or drift paddles. You know, powerful drift paddle. Right. Um, what are some of the baits that you prefer in the fall? I mean, most of it's not that different from like almost the rest of the year, but a couple that really play for me are a blade bait and a jigging spoon. Okay. You're not really going to see as much of the year. Um, 
literally the, the blade bait bite is probably one of my favorite bites there is. Um, I throw a fish sense Binsky. It's got okay. a ton of vibration to it. It's very consistent when you're pulling it up. Almost all the bites come when you you know you drop it down and you go to pull it up again. It's already got it. So you just go to like jig it again and it's already heavy, you know. So they get it on the fall most of the time. Um, it's just a really fun bite. You throw a bait caster. I usually throw a ten or twelve pound test and just hammer them. It's it's a great bite. They get on that metal as the water drops. Uh, usually. Once it starts getting into the 60s, starts dropping down 60s, 50s, they, they really got to get on the metal bite, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah, you ever experienced that yourself? Oh, yes. Um, we used to go out in January on the south end of Seneca mm -hmm. and fish uh, anywhere from 45 to 100 feet deep. And all we would do all day was uh, throw silver buddies. Mm -hmm. Silver buddies, Three. that's like the original. That is like, yeah. even my buddy who, uh, owns fish sense he's like a blade bait aficionado he's he's okay. probably the premier blade bait guy he still has a place in his heart for a silver buddy yeah yeah I, I that's the only blade bait i own silver but i mean it it's always worked for me and you know, bro, don't fix it. you know if it works for you yeah keep it rocking yeah i i say the same thing all the time i'm like you know just because i use it don't mean you can use it or should use it you know correct if you don't have confidence in something, until you get it, don't use it in a tournament. That's 100% true. The, the days you're fun fishing, those are the days you want to go experiment yeah. with, with those baits and get confidence in yeah. it. Yeah. You did mention um, old school and new school and stuff like that, you know, with the uh, drift socks and the paddles. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Jeremy is from Virginia, and he hasn't really fished up uh, north very often. Mm hmm okay and i mean i housed with him over at uh oneida and That's he nice. tried yeah he tried to spot lock in four and five foot waves <laughs> and, 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 yeah and, and he says he learned it's not the dry way yeah. it's funny <laughs> uh we me and my buddies all stayed together last weekend we all fished a tournament in buffalo just an old buddy tournament and uh okay one guy was asked he's like man i, I was spot locked and Waves were coming over the bow, and he's like, oh, I just I took it off spot lock. I was like, we were both, me and my buddy Andy Cole, he's a guy up there. We're yep. like, dude, you just leave it on spot lock and take him over the front. <laughs> you know, like, like <laughs> it was only like two footers. Yeah, when it's yeah. four or five footers, yeah, that's not going to work so well. But like, no. you know, one, two footers, maybe three footers. If you want to spot lock and fish spot, you just let him roll over the bow. That's where your bilge pumps for. Yeah, that's that. There's nothing you can do in four and five footers anyway. No, you gotta drift. Like, there's nothing. Yeah, you can do. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's funny. I mean, I I would actually like to see a couple tournaments up here. You know, in beginning of October, some pro tournaments. I wish you know, that that definitely put a bigger spin on it. You know, I wish they would do. Yeah, I would wish they would do more tournaments of Erie. Period. I mean, I know yeah. they're a little bit afraid because it's. I mean, it's even it's way more treacherous than almost any of the places we go. Just yeah. because most of the harbors, when you get out of it, you're just you're out there in the elements. But like it's not like Thousand Islands where you launch in the river, you're protected in the river. Right. You're not yeah. protected in Erie anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Andy's on watching. Don't know if you can tell. Andy, <laughs> man. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly the story I was telling you. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, it can be. I mean, I I had a Toyota Series event there a couple of years ago, 
and uh, they canceled the last two days. Yep. And that was in the summer. Which is generally not when, you, not when you have like that crazy wind. It's just you never know what you're going to get on here. You really don't. Yeah. No. It, it, I, we didn't think it was that. Of course, you know, we're from up here and kind of yeah. used to it a little more than the people from uh, down south are. You know, you know, you hear about two to four foot waves and it's like, OK, that's a typical day up here. Two to four foot waves down south is not really a common thing. Or there's uh, places yeah. you can, or you can yeah. duck into someplace, you know. Yeah, because most of the, the lakes down south are, you know, river and reservoirs. So they have got a lot of bends, creek arms. There's a lot of places too odd. There's a couple of those lakes down there that can get pretty sketchy. Uh, Kentucky yeah. Lake, because it's pretty straight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chickamauga can get pretty rough too down some of those stretches, but yeah, some of those big Tennessee River lakes, especially if the wind's blowing straight against the current, so it stacks the waves. Yeah, that, that can get pretty hairy, but yeah, most of the time it's not like that. Either. Okay, um, so when you uh, fishing for the smallmouth this time of year. Mm -hmm. Are you, are you, do you ever use tubes anymore or do you pretty much put tubes away? Once in a, a blue moon. Yeah. I'd say that's more of like a just messing around thing, but okay, almost, almost always now to me, a net rig is pretty much replaced a tube. Okay. I think yeah. it serves the same function and it's more versatile than a tube. Um, that's in, in my arsenal and that rig is pretty much yeah pretty much done everything that a tube's done and more so i i rarely do fish a tube anymore how do you okay. I don't know how you feel about that um i i use the tube more than ned rig because i'm not very confident with the ned rig um only because i haven't really done it that much yep but uh the last the last tournament um on thousand islands my day too that's all i could call fish on <laughs> we're fishing nine feet of water and in so but and and around the rocks you know drop shotting or anything like that yeah i got tired of losing all my tungsten yeah that's the, that's the thing like now Everybody uses tungsten drop shot weights, and it becomes very, very expensive, you know, yeah. <laughs> drop shotting with tungsten, especially yeah. at Thailand. Yeah, normally, I mean, I'm a co-angler. Normally, I, I, I use lead, you know, because I don't really have to feel everything, right. you know, because, you know, I, I don't really have a choice. I mean, I can look at the graph, and, you know, uh, if there's rocks, I might be able to find see them mm -hmm. from the graph. But, you know, I don't really need all that in the back, I don't think. I've seen uh, – I used to be strictly lead guy yep. because it was cheaper, felt like it did the same thing. And then over the years, as I traveled with other people and, and fished with other people, I saw, like, dang, tungsten really makes a difference mm -hmm. with drop shotting. And it definitely helps my drop shot game. Uh, tungsten's obviously denser. It's right. going to fall through the water column more quickly than a lead weight. It's got more feel, as you were saying about the feel thing. Um, I, yeah, 
I mean, I use the angler tungsten ones. I, I like them painted. I'm a big guy. I'm really big on paint. Okay. The fish are getting conditioned to that shininess of the weights or even just like that. Even when it's matted out on a lead weight, it's still just like that silveryness. And sometimes on panoptics, I've seen them go and eat the weight and okay. not paint. And that's the main reason I think paint is important. And I want paint that doesn't chip. And that's what the angular tungsten weights I use to combat. Um, combat okay. is one, and they don't chip. Nice. Um, Rob Welsh says, do you fit, or yeah, Rob Welsh says, do you fish Ned Rig in just cold water or year round? That is a 100% year round. One of the most versatile baits for smallmouth that I've ever seen. I will fish it from, you know, ice out until it ices up. 100%. Okay. I'll adjust maybe how I fish it somewhat, depending on, you know, the seasons and all that. But yeah, I do. I throw it all the year round. All right. Um, and do you use the Demiki rig? Yeah, I do. Um, on, I've done more of the Demiki on Southern Lakes. Okay. Um, I have used like a version of a Demiki up north, but um, usually something else works better for me up here. Okay. Uh, Kelly, he asked the question, do you think the bigger size of the flatworm is better, the same or worse? Well, Kelly, if you guys didn't know, Kelly and his partner Billy caught an absolute mega bag this weekend. They caught 28 pounds up in Buffalo. So congrats to them. They did an yeah, awesome that was, job. That was huge. Yeah, I, it was. It was a great job. Um, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> hey, it, it happens, you know, it, sometime once in your life, you'll get that kind of a day. We had, we had one of those last year. So yeah. I mean, ho hopefully you get it more than one time, but I think if you keep, I mean, if you, you keep fishing, you're going to have one of those days where you're going to have that kind of a mega bag and be like, wow, that was sweet. Um, but flatworms, um, I've not used the big one a ton yet. I've just started to experiment with it, but smallmouth fishing, most of the time, I think the three, three, six is, is probably the best, not because it's always the size they want, but it's, you're going to hook up and keep them pinned easier because it's less plastic in their mouth. Okay. That's my thought process. And there's sometimes that I've used bigger drop shot baits and it's made a difference. Um, but not all the time. And more consistently that three, six, I think is, is the better flatworm, but there is a, a place for the four two. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, I look at it and, you know, some of the, uh, I have a friend who uses seven inch ribbon tail sometimes as a drop shot. <laughs> I mean, for large mouth or small mouth? Small mouth. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and he whooped me. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? He's like, I'm just throwing a seven inch ribbon tail. I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> right, I'll see it. Yeah. And it was probably, you know, the tail was probably moving a little bit and, mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to tell you it was on the St. Lawrence that he did that, but that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I would I never. Mean, I know that works for largemouth. Like I've heard yep. people doing that. I've got a buddy that's done pretty well doing that, but I've never heard that for smallmouth. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so what? What are some of the key things that you can think of for fishing uh, fall smallmouth? 
off the top of your head? The key things, like I racks. Really paying attention. Oh, like cover. Um, cover structure. Yeah, I, I'd say mostly rock. Uh, I'd say as it cools down, they're going to gravitate. Oh, wow. uh, no, they will get on sand. They really gravitate to that rock. Yeah, my my daughter's over here. Yeah, she's over here grabbing a cookie. Oh, uh, what's her what's her name? Xandra. Do you want to show Zandra. them your cookie? No. Yeah, it's, it's it's one that we googled. You know, we we're trying to find something that wasn't very. Come on yeah. over here. Come on. We, we spent a lot of time looking at names too. Too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Come on over. <laughs> she just told me I had to make more rainbow cookies. I don't know. If you Ooh, that looks good. Those rainbow yes. cookies are awesome. Goes on side. Yeah. It's a Over sugar here. cookie with different colored. Uh, You're shy. Oh. Yeah, she's she's shy. So. My daughter is too. <laughs> yeah. She'll be blabbing around, and she comes up with something she doesn't know, and she's just like. Yeah. 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 Yep. And if, if you were a kangaroo, she'd be right inside your belly. Yeah. Yep. In that pocket. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, back on the subject you were talking about, yeah, yep. rock is super key. Um, if you're pushing current, which I said I pushed out the main river too. So you're going to look for places where it could be rock, but it could be anything that's breaking that current as it gets colder. They're getting less active, less active. They want to be more out of the current. Whereas in the summer, they're riding the current, you know, they want to be in that flow because it's just bringing it to them. But when it gets, you know, as it progresses into the colder months, they want to get more out of the flow. Those places they want to uh, winter, you know, places that are going to be so protected, they don't have to keep fighting the current. They can just sit there and basically do yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um, Kelly says I better bring current or cookies for the Fed tournament. <laughs> if he gets me 28 pounds I'll I'll make sure he gets cookies <laughs> I don't I care mean, I can tell you I can tell you I'm sure he's going back to that same spot because we fished it too <laughs> yeah and uh you know unfortunately I the chances of me getting uh him as a, a boater probably like one in 49 I think <laughs> crazy but, things that happen they, yeah, they're you're right do. Uh, travel yeah. with me in some of the opens. He drew me at Oneida second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we always have a stack of cookies. So that's oh, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was very good. Yeah, thank you. I, I do my best to try to uh, eat as many as I can before I bring them to people. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, what's your favorite homemade cookie? Uh, my wife is big time into baking and cooking, so. She's she's definitely into the cookies. My favorite, mm, there's this chocolate chip recipe. It's called Mrs. Fields. <laughs> Mrs. Fields yeah. got like blended up oatmeal, chocolate chips. It's really good. Oh, okay, nice. So since it has the oatmeal in it, it's healthy. Uh, yeah, that's breakfast. That's what I'll tell myself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. Tennis on Christmas. <laughs> there you go. Um. So do you have any um? Any other tips as far as uh, fishing in the fall? Um, um, yeah. You know, the one, like, obviously I said they're really aggressive. They're, they're feeding. But the one I would say is when it gets colder, just really, really slowing down. 
because you want to match the fish's, you know, metabolism. As the water cools down, the metabolism slowing down. You might not get, be getting bit, not because you're not around them. A lot of times it could be you're, you're fishing too fast for the water. Right. Yeah. So if you feel like there's fish in that area, whether you're throwing a blade bait, throwing a net, really slowing it, slowing down and picking every little thing apart really slowly can really help, you know, make a, make a break a day. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Anthony Alardo asks, do you use hair jigs? Anthony. I do for sure. Is he, let me ask him or to clarify, are you talking about like a, a deer hair or are you talking a marabou? Okay. Yeah. So he's still on. So, uh, does that make a huge yeah, I'm you assuming wanna, it makes a huge difference. They they have two different ways to fish them, I would say. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. So generally the deer hair, um, I'm I'm dragging it kind of. Right. Okay. Whereas the marabou is is a yeah, I, I do throw a marabou. Okay. Um like marabou is cast and wind. Cast and okay. Oh, okay. Right. They're, they're coming up and get it. Some people, I mean, you can still do that with a deer hair, but most of the time when you're fishing a deer hair, you're dragging it. Is it just because of the movement it makes in the water? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Now, do you use the uh, typical round ball, or you ever switch to a football head? With the uh, marabou? With, with either art. Um, yeah, so with the deer hair, yeah. Uh, you can do a football head with that and make it a little easier to get through the rocks and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not a huge deer hair guy. I've been messing with it more and more, but I, I'm more of a marabou. I throw a lot of okay. marabou, almost, okay. almost all, almost all season until it gets really cold and they start driving deeper. You're not catching them shallow anymore, and I'm not really throwing a marabou because it's mostly a shallow, a bait. You know, okay. twenty. I'd say fifteen or less most of the time. Yeah, the, remember I told you I got my butt spanked on Kuka that yeah. one time? The the top five people were throwing quarter-ounce uh, hair jigs in 45 feet of water. Were they dragging? Were they deer hair then? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like... It's very subtle and just when it's cold and they're lethargic, it's very subtle. Yeah, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't care if you had a hat, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> that, that would be hard to do especially yeah like you're saying throw what you're confident in and it, if yeah. that's not something you use a lot which i don't really throw that much that 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 very often either it's not something i'm super confident in either yeah it's something that, that i think I, I i i definitely that and the ned rig is something i need to do a lot of work on but i would say the ned rig is way more versatile and way more important than even than the hair the deer hair the deer hair is very niche it's a very niche thing i was okay. gonna say i have not used either so <laughs> <laughs> oddly enough you know right <laughs> you do have a question right there though okay trenton <laughs> <laughs> wacky rig tyler that he's my favorite YouTube star, Wacky Rick Tyler. Yes. Yeah. I, I do know the Not guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I feel very fortunate that I know Wacky Rick Tyler. Uh, Trent, right. <laughs> him and Tyler, I've taken out on a few trips. Um, they're coming up for a guide trip this fall, so they're going to get a little bit of this, cool. these tips in person. Nice, nice. Are you going to use their Wacky Rig though? 
<laughs> I would say doubtful. Yeah. <laughs> doubtful. He is wacky yeah. Rick Tyler, but but he's he's open to doing other techniques. Yeah, I understand. But it's it's a catchy name. It yeah. is. It is. You know, we yes. came up with it on a God trip. He's he's now okay. Rick Tyler. Nice. All right. Um any other questions here for Destin? Um, we're not going to try to keep him too much longer here. Um, is there anything um, you have that you want to add? Talk about some of the uh, equipment you use or partners or anything like that. I know we share one. Yes, I see you're, uh, you're sporting that one. Yeah. Yep, the new ah, Yeah. I just got my new pair of uh, the sun gloves, the race. Got mine last week. Yeah. They look sick. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Uh, that you will notice a very uh, recognizable hand model on the tag. That's <laughs> me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we did a photo shoot in Texas when I was down there. Oh, nice. Oh, neat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Will said he was down there. I should have worn my blue one. We were gonna... Yeah. Kind yeah, of that would have. Like, yeah, I'm a blue guy. Yeah, you should have worn the blue. Yeah, see. You I like, like the blue, blue too? Yeah. Yeah. And see, I yeah. I do too, but I I. I let her have the blue, and I'll take a different color in case we're together. We don't match, you know. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't want to look like twins. Yeah, they're talking about. They're like, what are they doing? That's so weird. Yeah. It was weird. It was matching. Yeah, and besides that, you know, if she has blue and I have this, the uh, white and maroon cream. white cream. Cream. Okay, the cream. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll call it cream because she said so. You know, people can it see is. different colors. Or off-white. <laughs> so... Yeah, a little bit more of a marketing thing than wanting the beer twin. So well, then I just make yeah. you look bad if we had the same color on. Dude, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it doesn't you matter. Have what you have to agree with that because you're, you're the <laughs> husband. You need to agree. Destin, <laughs> it doesn't matter what we look. I always look worse than she does. So there you go. That was the right answer. <laughs> That's I the right answer. <laughs> I think you pull off the pink jersey a little bit nicer than I do. Well, yeah, you, know, you do. You do pull off the pink. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. I'm not a pink person. And and Destin's boat is blue, and jerseys are blue. And see, yeah, yeah. got a theme going. I like it. Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, Tom says, out of Buffalo. Out fall, of Buffalo Fall. What depths would you target? You know, it really depends on what phase, because I was talking about, like, the best bike to me starts, you know, once it gets into the 60s, but it goes the whole way until lights out. So, um, I think some fish do get shallow early on there, mm -hmm. and I think they just continually go gradually deeper. There is fish that just stay deep, but there's some fish that go push shallow early on. And then they just continually keep pushing out to their wintering areas, you know. So 30, 40, 45, I would say, is where they're going to end up. Um, but are they there early on? It just depends. Yeah. You know, there is fish that live deep all year, but there's well, pretty much all year. Other than one but, you know, that's kind of... It's a little bit of a hard question because it is different. You need to figure out when in the fall, but that's that's my best answer, I guess. For yeah. yeah, sorry about that. My daughter's. It's all good. Believe yeah. me, not to apologize. All right. 
So you you might know this Kelly guy who keeps chiming in. I do. Yeah. Kelly. Can you describe how you fish the blade bait? Literally, I'm just it's nothing crazy. It's mostly just in a jigging motion. I'm just gonna show you with my hand. Just ripping it. Let it go back down. Rip it. Make sure it's falling where you're not inhibiting the action falling back down. But and it, it really depends on the aggressiveness of, you know, when the water temp is. If I'm ripping it hard, if I'm making very small hops, big hops, whether I'm throwing a Binsky, which is 99% of the time, or even my buddy Steven, who's the Binsky guy, there is still a time where he likes a silver buddy certain certain situations, but almost all the time is I'm throwing a Binsky. But okay. there's times where silver buddy's got a little bit different action, diff different vibration. There's there is different blade baits, and I'm not. I mean, I love the Binsky, and that's what I throw 99% of the time. But I'm not gonna shut my mind off to other stuff because, I mean, you just don't want to be closed-minded in that sense. Correct. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Justin Dahl says, "Do you ever fish the breakwall at Small Boat Small Boat Harbor?" I really haven't. No, I'm not a, I'm not a walls guy. <laughs> I think we're all no. like categorized as like that, that guy. He fishes the head of the river. That guy, he's the, he's a wall guy. That guy, he's a whatever reef guy. You know, like <laughs> that guy. He's yeah, Canadian thought like that. I'm I'm not really a wall guy. No. Uh, so Kelly no, wants to know. If you're, oh, sorry. Uh, Kelly wants to know if you're watching it on Panoptics. Though. Not not really as much. It's harder to do that. Um, I have caught some doing it though. Uh, last year when we had the big bag in the fall, I did catch one big one on a blade. Doing, I saw him on Panoptics. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Anthony Alardo, do you throw a blade bait on a spinning or a bait caster? Yeah. So this is a preference thing. I'm a bait caster guy. I want to just winch them in with 12 pound line. I just don't want to mess around when I stick them. I've got yeah. a lot more cranking power. Um, I'm not having the drag slip, which I want. I don't want that drag to slip. I want to get that fish. I want to get a good hook in them because a lot of times you don't even know you have a bite till you're halfway up your next rip. So you got to be able to really recoil and get a good hook into them because you do lose a lot of fish doing that if you're not using the right setup. Some guys yeah. really swear by the spinner rod, and I used to use it. I'm just more comfortable with a bait caster. I want a seven foot rod. I use a cash and a seven foot, like a medium heavy. Um, and then I'm going to use a high gear uh, ratio bait caster. So I can okay. pick up a lot of that slack, a lot of slack, a lot more line is going to be turned on the spool when I turn it on a high gear uh, ratio reel. Okay. Well, um, what line do you use? I use 12 pound gamma edge. Okay. Gamma edge. Okay. Yeah. I'm a big yeah. gamma edge guy. I use it for every fluorocarbon presentation that I do. Um, I use it for leaders. I do do braid to fluorocarbon on all of my spinner rods, except okay. except my spy bait rod. I do all fluorocarbon on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely a gamma guy. Super abrasion resistant, and it's tough. Okay. Um, Russell Phillips asks. Blade color. Do you use just a typical All silver color. or do you switch? I'd say my go-to is a gold or silver for sure. Um, okay. I really like 
a white. Um, and just to me, it's more of shine versus matte. Okay. Where um, they want the shininess, or they just want something that's not giving all that flash off. So the white is just kind of a stark contrast to that. Um, but I've used, you know, Vinsky makes a Gobi one. One year they wouldn't touch the other ones, and they were smoking a Gobi one. So I think it changes year to year, just like colors with the drop shot bait. Sometimes they're on, right. you know, purple smoke all year, and then the other year they're on green pumpkin or day to day. Like it, it changes kind of like that. Now, I mean, I experiment with different colors of blades. Some people are into black now, like black blade baits, hmm. which they, I've seen a lot of people doing well with them, um, which is another contrast thing. And it might nice. just be based on watercolor or just, you know, them being conditioned to the shine or, you know, the white or whatever. Okay. I was going to ask if, if, but you already pretty much answered it as uh, when they get more lethargic and when they mm -hmm. get cooler temperatures, do you think they prefer, prefer more flash or the more mm. muted ones? I don't, I don't think per se doesn't matter as much about yeah. the water temperature is as much about what they're feeding on as well as in unison the fishing pressure okay because almost everybody's going to throw a gold or silver that's right. just that's almost everybody's go-to which is mine too right. but when they get pressured sometimes throw on a black throw on a white throw on a chartreuse with something else that can make a difference red sometimes is good oh Okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, we're going to let you talk for a little minute, minute on about some of your partners. And um, we're going to call off the questions now because we're getting close to an hour. And uh, I told you we'd run uh, between 30 and an hour. And I don't want to go over that. Yeah. You'll just have to join us again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So, yeah. If you want to talk a little bit about some of the um, bait you use, rods, reels, sure. and stuff like that, go right ahead. Yeah, um, as I mentioned before, I mean, with my blade bait setup, that's pretty much my main setup for everything. Not necessarily just a seven foot medium heavy, but use caching. I'm gonna use the Icon series. I use the Elites. Um, I do. I use bait casts. I mean, spinning reels. I'm not currently with anybody right now, but Gamma. I use Gamma Edge. I use Gamma Torque Braid. Also really good, good for flipping. I believe it's a hollow. It's like I think it's a hollow core braid. Okay. Uh, really good for flipping. Um, also, I use it for you know the spinner reels too, where I use the uh, the leaders, owner hooks, for drop shotting, owner mosquito hook, bar none. Cover shot if you want a straight shank, best straight shank drop shot hook too. It's really good for other applications too. If you're throwing like a small fluke, something like that. Excellent, excellent for that too. Um, I use angler tungsten for all my weights, whether it's Texas rig, you know, drop shot, any of that kind of stuff. As I was mentioning, the, the paint, I really do believe in painted weights. I think it really makes a difference. There's sometimes, you know, where the shine is good, but almost mo most of the time, most situations, I don't want that. So, I really like having the tungsten for the feel and having them painted so they're just very much not the focus of, you know, 
if your bait's falling, they're not focused on the fish. The bait is the focus, not the weight. Okay. Um, you know, I'm with Buck and Bass. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Uh, very innovative, best range suit on the market, 100% waterproof. Uh, my buddy was practicing with me at Thousand Islands. We went the one day in practice when we were both soaked, or when it was raining. He was completely soaked through within like five minutes. I was bone dry when I took my rain suit off when we got back to the ramp, and he was like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can get you one. <laughs> yeah, I sent, I sent Will a picture of him. I was like, this guy needs a suit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's just like looking miserable. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, great company. Yeah. Will's top notch, straight shooter, great okay. guy. Guy you want to yeah. buy stuff from. He's a great dude. Yeah, he, he cares about making a good product that's innovative, that's made from good quality materials. It's actually going to serve a really good function and be waterproof. And all the other stuff, you know, the sun shirts, everything is so tactical functional everything has a purpose on it on all the on all the apparel and stuff i look forward to getting that new like mid-layer uh, jacket for this fall oh, i yeah. wore that thing he when i first got to wear it at knoxville he was telling me about it they use some kind of insulation that like nasa uses to insulate you know space shuttles and stuff uh-huh. it literally is like about that thick and like it instantly warmed me. I was like so blown away by that. It was it was insane. I can't wait to get that. But uh, it was still like pretty breathable. Oh yeah. Like I wasn't like sweating, but I was like right. instantly comfortable. You mm-hmm. know, it was like 40 degrees out, miserable at Knoxville. It wasn't the yeah. best weather, but yeah, it felt great. I was I was pretty shocked, but it really does work. Um Phoenix boats, that 21 PHX that I run is the absolute best boat that you can run, other than a, a deep haul like walleye boat. For the <laughs> it is bass boat wise, that boat that haul is made for running big water. Uh, you don't really lose much in the in speed too. You know, it's a low 70s boat. I run at uh, SHO on it. My new boat will be in in about a month. That can get a new SHO power poles. They got all tracks. I actually run all three graphs right now. Um, I have, I've run, I ran two the year before and I run all three this year. And I think they all, they all have a, a very good, you know, mix and purpose for certain tactical things. Um, what else? Shred fin apparel. I don't know if you guys see a lot of funny fishing memes on online. It's, most of them are shred fin, I feel like. <laughs> I asked the owner how he comes up with it because he comes up with almost all these on his own. And I'm like baffled how he literally has that much funny material in his mind at all times. Like it's insane. Oh but, my gosh, let's check it out. <laughs> yeah. They make they make great, you know, sun shirts and stuff as well. They're uh hoodies, you know, a lot of stuff that I wear, you know, in the Elite Series. Um what else? Centimar Corporation Roofing Company, great company out of Pittsburgh. Uh, but international one of the biggest roofing companies. Great work too. If you're looking in the market. Uh, Realty. Uh, my buddy Philip company down in Florida. I did live down in Blackhead. Um, uh, we'll sell your house guaranteed, or we'll buy it. So that's the kind of uh, confidence he has. So if you're looking for a realtor in Florida or anywhere, he's your guy. 
And on okay. Dredge, that's, I was on a Dredge job today. I'm back to the real world. We're working on it. We do baseball fields, softball fields. We have a construction portion of the business, but Dredge itself is infield mix. Um, we do infield mix, mound clays, warning track, you know, crust brick, all that stuff for baseball fields. And most of the major league, you know, minor league, down to parks and rec fields, you know, Dredge. So pretty cool. Good it part. is. We need right. that around our pool. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would just as soon uh, get some artificial turf for the whole house. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever have to mow it. <laughs> <laughs> that's more fishing time, right? Right, right. Yeah, so, that's what I, I told my wife. I was like Man, I'd love just to have somebody mow the yard so I can fish more. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that might be her way of keeping you home too. So could <laughs> be. Yeah. But, all right. Well, sir, I, I want to say thank you very much. Um, it's been a pleasure. You know, um, I appreciate everything you've talked about tonight. Um, everything you do uh, for the uh, industry fishing, and. Uh, as long as I fish with Kelly this week or in October, I'll be in good shape. Yeah, yeah, you want to draw Kelly or Billy because they were partners. So. Oh, okay, draw all right. Me. So, all right, sir. Well, thank you very much. Uh, look forward to seeing you again in the future. Um, Absolutely. I hope uh, we both get to see each other, possibly fish with each other on uh, at the um, open yeah. next year. Never know who so. we could draw. No. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, taking time. Yeah, thanks, guys. All nice right. I appreciate promise. everything. Thank you, John. Bye. Thank thanks you. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody. That was Dustin DeMarion. Uh, pleasure uh, talk speaking with him. Um, thanks, everybody, for the feedback and the questions and everything. Um, we're going to close the way we always do. And um, I just want to say thanks for everybody again. Um, thank you for my wife for taking care of Xander while uh, we're doing this. <laughs> and uh, she's right now writing my name. So yeah, it's probably all oh, one letter. That's good. And an X maybe. And so uh, she's got the O inside the C. Inside okay. The C. Okay. It's like C so um, if you're gonna go fishing <laughs> this week or any other time, uh, try to take a. Uh, a kid get them involved in the outdoors and the sports instead of behind the computer like we are um always wear your uh life vest and just be safe out there and as constance says wear sunscreen yes even if it's uh claudia and eat cookies order order and eat cookies yes so every day thank you very much and uh have a good night, everybody. Have a good week. And um, I posted all of our shows that we have uh, coming up on our Facebook page. So take care. Come on.